Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than six years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you're doing and for providing quality math lessons for my children. So friends, if you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey friends and welcome. This is episode 478, The Homeschool Difference. You can find the show notes for today's episode at VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. My name is Felice Gerwitz and today we're going to talk about what is the difference? Why homeschool? Well, when you compare it to public or even private education, you are going to find that it comes out way ahead. Also, I want to give a shout out to the sponsor, ctcmath.com. Uh, you can find quality math programs at CTC. Check them out for kids K through 12. Um, want to thank them for their continued sponsorship of this network. And also, if you would, give me a star rating on your favorite podcast app. However you listen to this podcast, uh, there is a place for you on a, um, you know, a device like an iPad or, um, you know, an Android, um, you know, some kind of tablet or even your phones to leave us a star rating and comment. I really appreciate that and sharing this episode with a friend. Well, you know, uh, we have heard so many things in the news of parents uh, arguing with school boards and the failure of public education and even private again and again um, to the kids because it is agenda driven. They have goals. They have to make those goals. They have to quantify things, you know, at the end of the year. And so, so many people have looked for the alternative, and that is homeschooling. And believe me, I homeschooled my kids K through 12. Uh, the youngest, as I've shared in previous episodes, uh, did some dual enrollment. Um, some of my kids went to college, some did not. But I ended up with kids who were not only well-adjusted, but great kids. And, you know, that really is a thing. You can have children that grow up and turn out fine and a lot of it is, you know, people say, well, it's because, you know, of you and your husband and I'm, uh, you know, would like to think a portion of that is, but I really think it's because we encourage them and allow them to experience and have opportunities within our home. And as my husband always said, we had to allow our kids to fail 
because it was safe to fail at home more so than it was somewhere else. And there has to be a difference, right? I mean, after all the hard work and sacrifice from homeschooling parents, we need to be able to say at some point that we are going to benefit um, by having kids who are well-adjusted. And, you know, to an extent that is true, um, and to an extent it may not be true, because kids are going to be kids, everyone has free will. And so, you know, with some kids, it's going to be a little bit harder. We want to have, you know, great kids that love us and love each other and love themselves and have faith in God and a a good moral compass. Um, But a lot of times with homeschooling, we fall into the same pitholes that the, you know, our public and private counterpart does. And that is, you know, we are teaching to the test. We want the kids at the end of the year or at the end of the chapter to do really well. So in some ways, homeschooling makes a difference, but it also depends on how you homeschool. And I just did uh, two podcasts, episodes 476 and 77. One was on homeschool focus, creating memories, and the other was on adventures in homeschooling. And the reason I did those prefacing it to, you know, doing it before this one is because I kind of wanted to set the stage that with homeschooling, you know, we have the ability to get a lot more done uh, in a regular day than our counterparts do. And so one of the things that I would like you to do is think about that with your schedule. You know, if you're a a big scheduler, then maybe just get done with what you want to get done first thing in the morning, and then have some time where the kids can explore things that they're interested in, and that you can read or share with them things that you would like them to know. You know, one of my podcasters, and I own this homeschool um, network in case you didn't know, so I call them, you know, everyone who podcasts on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network is one of my podcasters. Um, But one of them did a podcast on how homeschooling can't save you some time ago. And in some ways, that is true, because some people say, well, I'm just going to homeschool and have perfect kids. And as I shared just a little bit ago, that doesn't always work. So in and of itself, just the steps of homeschooling is not going to create the perfect kid. And no one's perfect. No parent is perfect. No kid is perfect. You know, no matter how self-sacrificing we are or how we think we have all the answers, But homeschooling can definitely help. For one thing, we are there present with our children. For another thing, we know what they're studying. You know, if we are only doing, um, you know, some sort of a, uh, you know, virtual situation on every single, you know, subject, we may not be able to oversee everything. But that is one of the reasons that, you know, I think it's highly commendable to do some things, you know, that you maybe history is not your thing or higher level math. But what you want to do as a homeschool parent is have some things that have a focus and an influence from you and what your goals are for your children. You know, one of the things about homeschooling that I love is there's not an outside influence if you're the teacher and parent rolled into one. This doesn't preclude a child's ability to ask questions and not the ones that set mom off. I have one of my children who knows how to get me going. 
Um, but a true and honest discussion with a variety of dialogue is good. It's okay if your kid says, I don't know that I believe in God, because that is going to open up a whole uh, discussion about faith, morals, and so forth. And so, you know, instead of us flipping out when our children say something that could possibly set us off, you know, we need to have that basis to be able to say, you know, I don't really know exactly how I want to answer you right now, but I'll get back with you. And that's a really good question. Because we want our kids to think for themselves and not to just, you know, say things that we want them to. Another thing is with outside influences, you know, our children are electronically connected now. And there is nothing wrong with asking them to put devices away. Even my adult children who are grown up and have moved out of the house know not to have cell phones at the dinner table. They just know that that's not acceptable. And so, you know, you, this is your home, you have your rules, and collecting cell phones um, during the day is always a good thing. You know, um, you, one of the kids would say, well, I have to look something up. Well, that's why you have a computer. So a cell phone stays in a bedroom or somewhere else. You know, we used to have a charging stand where all the cell phones would go. I believe that homeschooling does make a difference in more ways than I can list. And I believe that because I completed my homeschool journey clocking in more than 32 years, it makes me a little bit, um, you know, of a vintage homeschool mom so that I can share some things with you. You know, in the early days of homeschooling, I learned and not as quickly as I hoped that recreating the classroom at home was a mistake. I was missing all the things that made a kid a kid, like giving them time to think, to explore their passions and to find out that learning is an adventure. And, you know, an example of the early days of homeschooling was I ordered books and workbooks and sat and worked with my son or daughter um, who was attending a high-end preschool. But then, of course, you know, I wanted her to come home and learn some other things with me. And I was burnt out midway through the year. And my son, um, you know, was engaged at the beginning, but then became bored. And I didn't like the first math workbook. So what did I do? I ordered a new math book, you know, workbook mid-year. And so... That came from me being a, a, not only a home educator, but I was um, an educator by degree. I have a degree in uh, early element, well, early childhood elementary ed and learning disabilities. And so I used my educational expertise and basically had two very discontent children. So finally, when I brought my daughter home uh, for kindergarten, I realized that our dynamics of homeschooling was going to change. And my, both my kids had very diverse interests. And I really had my hands full. So like one, I used to said, I used to say one's got their head in the stars and the other one under the sea, because my daughter loved astronomy and anything you know, that had to do with that. And my son loved oceanography, and he loved ponds and fishing and wildlife. And so I decided that I was going to do some unit studies and do a lot of reading aloud. So we would go to the library and I'd come home with stacks of books. And not only was I teaching them to read, but I was also reading to them. And it wasn't long after that, uh, you know, that I you know, had more children. And then, you know, my fifth ended up teaching himself to read because I wasn't teaching him quickly enough, you know, so 
And then the the other thing, and I don't know if this happens to you, but you might get sucked into social media or you get a phone call and then I would lose my classroom. And so, you know, the kids would just leave and I would be distracted by my phone call or something important came up and I had to focus on that and not them. And I remember getting off the phone one time and seeing my two oldest at the time um, with, you know, uh, boots on and parts of our yard were flooded and they were pulling their red wagon and just collecting things. And I just sat there and watched them. And they were really excited and animated and finding all kinds of things, um, you know, that they wanted to learn about and explore. So then back to the library and a bunch more books on nature studies and pond life. And we ended up buying the pond life book. And, you know, I still have it to this day. It's dog eared, the, you know, front cover fell off years ago. But then I thought, okay, well, now, what am I going to do? I'm going to sign up for the nature center, and we're going to go to the planetarium. And so we did things that were within, you know, our budget and my children's interest. And so, you know, my husband, um, who is a great listener, um, you know, really was the one who kept telling me, observe the kids, look at what they're doing. And his big thing was taking them outdoors. So when he got home from work, he would take them out, as he said, to get their energy out. Um, You know, so then they would come in for dinner and gave me a little bit of downtime. And, you know, we could work together, you know, calming them down, you know, bath time and so forth um, after dinner. But one of the things that I found was that when I was distracted or I had to look something up or I hadn't printed something out that I wanted them uh, to use, that my kids would be highly distracted and find other things that they occupied, uh, that occupied them, which was not finishing their math lesson or finishing their reading assignment. It was doing something else. And so um I started incorporating more and more things that would not only include math, reading, and, um, you know, writing skills, but also some science and history. And that was one of the reasons that I started the Creation Science Series, um, as well as focusing on unit studies. And so because we lived on acreage, we had, you know, places for my children to explore. You might not have that opportunity, but you can make opportunities no matter where you are, you know, using your resources that are at hand. You know, in addition, what was the homeschool difference with my kids? They bonded with each other, not the kid down the road or the person sitting next to them in class. My kids only had each other and they made the best of their homeschool um, situation with some encouragement from me. You know, if they were not getting along, the books got put away. And, you know, as they said, well, then she started lecturing. Well, in my way of thinking, well, no, then we started working on family dynamics and getting along. And so I would always give my kids options and scenarios of wouldn't this be better than this? And what do you think? And that kind of a thing. So they enjoyed homeschool outings and meeting other kids, of course, and they did, you know, have a lot of friends. Um, I used to feel really sorry for one of my kids in particular, because as she made really close friends, it was like, you know, they would either go back to school, you know, for a year or two and then come out of school and homeschool briefly or move away. And every time she had a unique, you know, friend or a really close friend, it seemed like, 
you know, it was short lived. But as I told her a couple of things, number one, is she was the one who wrote the series of novels with me, we wrote the Truth Seekers um, mystery series. And so Christina and I, you know, worked on that through her high school years. And also, it allowed her time to develop her own interests. And I think sometimes when kids are so you know, they bond so much with other children that that is their focus. And, you know, it's not um, allowing them to really develop on their own. So, um, you know, my kids were friends, continued to be friends, and this continued with all of my children. In fact, the two youngest were roommates one year um, in college, and that blew their friends' minds because they could not believe that they would get along that well to room together. Uh, so, you know, it's it's really, uh, you know, a testament to working hard as a family to make sure that, you know, boundaries are kept and the children understand you know, different things. Do they tease each other? Yes. Do I have to sometimes step in? Yes. Um, even to this day, but they still are friends and they get along. And a, a lot of that has to do with homeschooling. You know, the homeschool difference too, is that families do form a special bond. There's more time to think about and plan family outings. There's more time for us to grow closer together. We always prayed together as a family, ate our meals together travel to ball games together and so much more. And we're still close to our adult children. Um, My daughter was laughing that now that she's a softball coach at a private Christian school, about two hours from where we live, we went and visited her and watched her coach. We didn't have any kids playing on the field, but we were excited to be there and support her. Um, My other son is a coach and my husband has gone to see his games, um, you know, they're local. And so, you know, it's, it's, we still support our kids, even though, um, you know, they're adults. And we receive calls often from our kids that live out of town. And, you know, they tell us about the church that they visited. And when we're home together, you know, we go to church and we go to dinner and we do things together. So I believe that homeschooling puts us in a unique position to not only be available to our children, uh, to be there for them, to help them with their schoolwork and special projects, and to get those things done during the day so that you're, you know, can relax a little bit in the evening. And it is on our schedule of time and not, you know, a preset schedule that someone else comes up with. You know, my, my two oldest had a goal of completing schoolwork before noon, and they didn't always work, um, you know, super hard in the morning. So sometimes they had to work a little bit later um, in the day, but that was a goal that they set for themselves. And it was, you know, when they did their independent work. And so I loved that they had that goal because they had so many things that they wanted to do on their own. Another unique possibility of homeschooling is the ability to spend time focusing on an area of interest. If your child is interested in music or sports or reading or writing, you know, homeschoolers have gone on to win national competitions such as science fair, 4-H competitions, spelling bees, and sport titles. Um, You know, one of my children won a statewide science fair competition. Another one uh, won a, well, I think it's the same child, won a, you know, many 4-H blue ribbons. And uh, my daughter participated in not one, but two softball world series. 
and my son earned sports scholarships to different colleges, and my uh, my daughter also um, had a sports scholarship, and they both had academic. Um, you know, the one daughter and I co-authored the three book series, the Truth Seekers Mystery Series, um, that were selected by God's World Publishing as Book of the Month. Uh, one year. And so uh, they were also featured in the Christian books catalog for many, many years. So doing things that are of interest to your child and giving them that opportunity, putting it in their schedule, if you're a scheduler, you know, giving them uh, time to, you know, hone something that they're interested in is such a great way to encourage them you know, and a lot of times, you know, I talk to parents and, you know, I, I um, had a parent telling me recently that, you know, it's too difficult because my child has some learning issues and they can't get their schoolwork done. And that's where you start looking at things and saying, okay, we're going to combine things or we're going to do five diverse problems in our math. And then, you know, it might take two years to get through a math book. That's okay. You know, um, we have to look at our children and, and work on their abilities within that given amount of time. And I know that uh, we worked on some vision training with one of my daughters, and she ended up in one year's time gaining a three-year segment of time. She went from struggling and reading to reading proficiently. So there is that, you know, happy story that I can share with you. But if they are so burnt out with education, they are surely not going to strive to do their best because they're going to be so frustrated academically. It's going to be difficult. And so, you know, encouraging a child's interests is one of the things you can do, offering them unique opportunities. Um, and that's something that we can do as homeschoolers. One year, the ice skating rink opened up and I live in Southwest Florida, by the way. And um, an Olympic judge who was currently an Olympic judge was one of the facilitators of this program. And she said, you know what, uh, we've got an empty ice skating rink here, let's open it up to homeschoolers. And I was talking to this lady and I said, how did you get to Southwest Florida? And she goes, well, I was given the opportunity to manage, you know, three different um, ice rinks at different areas. And I selected Southwest Florida because that's where my kids said they'd come visit me. She had adult children. So you never know who is in your backyard that will work with your kids or come up with programs. And I think it's so wonderful now that there are these opportunities and instead of fitting into a curriculum designed for a classroom of similar age children, um, what you can do is cater to your children's interest. You know, what are they reading for literature? You know, my kids read C.S. Lewis and the classics and so much more. They had a specifically designed reading list for American literature and world literature that I came up with. And yes, some books were definitely not on our list. Just think of the possibilities. The homeschool difference is something your ch children, I promise, will benefit from year after year and in the years to come. Hey, friends, thanks so much for tuning in. If you would share this episode with a friend, give me a rating on your favorite podcast app. And thanks again uh, for listening in. Take care. God bless. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.